Welcome to episode 116. Yes. Or 116 or 116 if you prefer. There are a lot of ways to say it. Uh, of offbeat tracks. Only one way to say that. I can't think of anything that's 116, but I just realized I can't wait till we get to 227 so that I can make show <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my god, and we can make so many like <laughs> Did you bring me a Mazda full <laughs> a Mazda full of Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> anyway, so that's that's to look forward to yes. 111 episodes. Folks. All right, only 111 more to go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh today we're talking about Till Tuesday. Um yes. a band that I do not think gets enough love. Which is um, a common thread in this show. I'm fine with Till Tuesday. I've just never paid that much attention to Till Tuesday. I, I hadn't really either until recently, like this year. And uh, like, obviously, I've always known Till Tuesday as someone who has listened to 80s music his entire life. You know Till Tuesday. Um, they're just one of those cool, like, trivia bands to come up. Um, and especially since I worked in college radio, Amy Mann comes yeah, up a lot. So, you know, Till Tuesday. Um, but... I finally sat down and listened to the rest of their discography, and really, especially this first album is yeah. really, really, really good. It's pretty good. Um, so it's fine. I'm very excited to talk about also, it. Also, a fun thing, um, and my friend Sean, who also listens to the show, what's mm. up? Hi, Sean. There's a thing uh, <laughs> that we used to do when we used to be on the phones working with each other, and we would talk about packages. And this is just like a thing that comes up every time I hear till Tuesday, it would be like, oh, when is this person getting this? I'm like, oh, it's not coming till Tuesday. And when somebody <laughs> says that, you go, ah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I, there were like so many quality assurance, like recorded calls that that would come up and be like, till Tuesday, ah, yeah. <laughs> It's great. So who were till Tuesday? Till Tuesday were formed in 1983 in Boston, Massachusetts, under interesting circumstances, and we'll get to there in just a moment. But as far as the personnel, uh, vocals and bass player was Amy Mann, mm -hmm. whose name you undoubtedly know. Yes. Um, the guitarist was a guy named Robert Holmes. Uh, the keyboard player was a guy named Joey Pesky, I'm going to say. It was probably like, Pesky or I've Pesci. I've been like, doing like Pesci, like Joe Pesci, but it's Joey Pesci. Joe. Oh, it's, you're right. He's I'm sorry. like the new way of Joe Pesci. Yes, Joey Pesci. We'll, we'll go with Pesci. It's probably Pesci. <laughs> I don't know. And a uh, drummer, Michael Hausman, um, who, again, we will... Uh, we'll, Examine the importance of here shortly. So Amy Mann uh, dropped out of the Berkeley College of Music. She went to the Berkeley College of Music and dropped out, and she formed a punk group that was called the Young Snakes. They released uh, one EP that was called Bark Along with the Young Snakes. <laughs> hmm. And um, I saw one article that sort of implied that the Young Snakes were, since they were like a punk outfit, and their whole shtick was... Do be anti everything. Be very counterculture. Be very anti melody. Be you know song structure. It was more of like an experimental like yeah. noise thing almost. That stuff. Then it was kind of like a couple years later she got to do the exact opposite with Till Tuesday and write pop rock music. Yeah, um, so Michael Hausman, the drummer, he was a drummer in a band called The Dark. I, I saw found, that. I Which found, actually like that. I name. found this album cover and it is hilarious. You need to look up the album cover for The Dark. Very funny. Um, Joey Pesci and Robert Holmes, their first credits were Till Tuesday. I could not find any earlier credits for them. Um, so this was their first gig. I guess they were just local Boston musicians who answered an ad in the paper or something. But Till Tuesday's breakthrough um, was a contest that was held by a radio station up there called WBCN called the Rock and Roll Rumble. Um, this is a contest that they started. I found two sources on this. Um, one source said that it started in 1979, but I was able to find on their website a list of winners dating all the way back to 1976. So it started mm -hmm. in 76 or 79. Either way, Till Tuesday were the winners of this contest in 1983, and it led them to a record deal with Epic Records. 
Those contests like that always remind me of like cheesy 80s movies where they have those dumb contests. So that's what I always Yes, think exactly. Of. I'm like, no one has they were, this. They were the only band. It was like every story. It's just it's one like, based on Till Tuesday's like, success. There's so many dance contests and dumb battle <laughs> bands and movies. And I'm like, Till Tuesday. Oh, my girls just want to have fun. You are not having this. It's not a real contest. Yes. Till Tuesday is the only band that ever actually <laughs> no. won a, rock, a local radio station contest and then got a record deal no. out of it and became famous on MTV. <laughs> right? They're the only ones. Yeah. It happened once. <laughs> Dear all movie writers of the 80s, it happened once. Someone's Let writing. it go. Someone's rebooting a movie about it right now. So, of course, when I when I learned about this contest and saw what a big deal it was, this led me to, oh, I wonder if any other notable bands have come up through this contest. And there were. In 2003, it was won by the Dresden Dolls. And there you go. Interesting. <laughs> so... There's I thought a that trivia was going to be worse when you said 2003. I was like, oh, oh yeah, God. oh I know, I know. Yes, Fall as soon as somebody boy, brings uh. up pop music 2003, I'm like, I'm, there's I am like, uninterested. There's like two things that would be okay, but most of the time I'm just hiding. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yep. Nope. Uh, if, if it's not Kylie Minogue, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the life motto right there. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. So yeah, there's a, there's a good trivia question. What do the Dresden Dolls until Tuesday have in common? And there's your answer. Interesting. So this did lead to their record deal. Uh. They they wrote their debut album over the next uh, year or so, I guess. And Voices Carry, the debut album, came out on April twentieth, nineteen eighty five. Um, it eventually landed at uh, number 19 in the U.S., and it was also uh, a moderate hit in Australia, peaking at 81 in Australia. That makes sense. So let's talk about the music from the first album, which, again, I only recently um, got an appreciation for, which is unfortunate because it's a damn fine album. I've never listened to much of it, and, like, Voices Carry is fine, and it's iconic. Fine? It's, it's fine. I mean, I like it. I enjoy singing along to it, and oh, it's, like, man. it's dramatic, and I like the it story It is dramatic. It. It's I, so I like dramatic. But, like, Amy Mann to me is, I don't know, like, I can't put my finger on Amy Mann. Also, she <laughs> would be, if you were, like, doing a movie that involved, Somewhere like, Amy Mann is listening to this and reading a newspaper, and she just tipped up her reading glasses and went, well, no, no one can put their finger on me. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a good thing. But I also can't figure out how I feel about her either. But also, I will say this about her. If you are doing, like, a Zelda movie and you want to cast Link, I just feel like she's Link. Whoa, Every dude. Every time I see her, she is Link. Okay. It's just the I'll accept that. that. I can't. I can't deal with it. Like, I'll I'm accept that. It, if we're gonna a gender like, bent link role, yeah. yes. All right. Yeah. No. I, you blew my mind with that, but you also <laughs> made me very happy. Yes. <laughs> I I appreciated that. Yeah. No. I'm. I I love this song. It's a great little story, and it's dramatic. Yeah. This was this was uh, definitely their biggest hit. It was a number eight hit in the U.S., uh, number fifteen in Australia. So we have to talk about the backstory of this because mm -hmm. this is like a common meme among people who like barely dip their toe in the pool of music trivia. They're like, oh, did you know Voices Carry was written by a man about a woman originally and they made her change the gender of it. And I heard this story for years, but like I've never like not only have I never, ever seen any interview, anything where Amy Mann actually brings this up or mentions this. I can't even find any evidence that Amy Mann has ever dated a woman. And I'm not trying to invalidate anyone's sexuality. I'm not saying I am not putting Amy Mann in a box and saying that she's not a lesbian just because she's never had an out really or bisexual or pansexual or whatever, because she's never had an open relationship with a woman that I could find. I'm not saying that. I want to be clear about that. But I cannot find any evidence for this story other than this one interview that uh, Mike Thorne, who was the guy who produced this record, mm -hmm. um, did in like 1999 where he brings this up and he says Amy and it literally it's one sentence he's like Amy had originally written this from the perspective of a woman 
and uh, they wanted her to make it something more commercial. He doesn't even say the record company made her change the lyrics. It's just they wanted something more commercial. Well, it also could have been something where she was toying with the idea. She looked at what she had written and right. toyed with the idea quickly of, wow, what if we did it this way? And then they decided, like... Maybe it's too much for 1985. But either well, way, this is not something I've, I don't think it was I've ever been able to corroborate. Um, so that's where we're going to leave that in, yeah. in in uncorroborated music trivia land. Also, in the, that article, which we'll put on the website, by the way. But yes, the best yes, part yes. about that article was they were like, if she would have done that, would it have opened up like homosexuality for everybody? And I'm like, I don't think it would have changed the world. OK, <laughs> well, and what's interesting <laughs> about it, too, is that he, Mike Thorne saying all of that really kind of led me to there probably have been queer people and especially like queer women who have probably gotten that out of this song. You easily could. Just, you know, from from Amy Mann's appearance or just, you know, from hearing that rumor for years or, you know, maybe just yeah. a feeling they got. But I think it's a pretty universal feeling that she is describing in this song in terms of being in a relationship with someone who's overbearing and nasty and wants you to change parts of who you are. And so I think, I mean, of course, there have probably can, been queer people who've gotten empowerment from that song, and that's fine. You can make that in a lot of songs. Yes. It's, it's open to interpretation if um, you want. The, the other story, of course, is that it's about her relationship with yeah. Mr. Houseman, the drummer, yeah. um, which is interesting. <laughs> if know, he's right? like drumming on this song about what a giant asshole he is. Yeah, kind of. Um, I love the music video to this. Uh, it's It was kind of like this, this band's introduction to the world and Amy Mann's introduction to the world, you know. And just her image and the way she looks. And like out of the gate, you know, this dude who's supposed to be her boyfriend in the video is just, you know, look at your hair. Your hair looks dumb. And and she's, you know, she's like, my heart, I have to go play with my band. And and but she she's she like, plays go to the opera with. me. Yes. She's like, I'm oppressed by the opera. Yeah, that, yeah. that's hilarious to me that like the hoity toity <laughs> thing that like he wanted her to do was go to the opera. Because like the dude, the, 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 the douchebag boyfriend, like does not strike me. He's like, yeah, put on a nice suit. We're going to the opera. Like, it's just it's very odd to me. <laughs> um, but of course, there's like this big dramatic scene yeah. in the end where Amy Mann's got her cool hair and she's got on her cool dress and she's at the opera and she starts singing this song. And I remember good trivia from Pop Up Video. Remember yes. Pop Up Video? That That's in, the first time I ever heard this song was their thing on. In the Voices end, when Mary. she's like singing in the opera. The director said that everybody was supposed to turn around and react to her. But like you can see like half the people sitting around them turn and look at her like, what the hell, lady? And the others just like keep watching the opera like, OK, there's a spiky blonde woman <laughs> shouting lyrics next to me. I'm going to keep watching Pavarotti or whatever this Typical is. Typical opera in the 80s, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Decay of society. <laughs> we can't come to these things at all anymore. He's right. You can't take her anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so that all of that is to say, I love this. This is an amazing song. It's a great song. Um, that riff is iconic. And like many of their songs, it's built around a bass riff, which should be unsurprising because that's Amy Mann's Also, instrument. I did not know that she was a bassist. And so oh, really? what I've always liked about Voices Carry and like the all of the stuff that I like in this, uh -huh. but I'm like, the bass is like unreal. Like that's like the only <laughs> yeah. part I can really connect with. And, and that's then when I thing. started looking, I was like, holy shit. No wonder she guessed it in the Rush song, Time Stand Still, singer and bassist, she and Getty Lee probably had a lot to talk about.
So the next single they release off of this is Looking Over My Shoulder, which is um, definitely not the hit that Voices Carry was. It was number nope. 61. This was a really odd choice for the second single. And already, like, this music video, they, it starts with the other three guys in the band, and they're like, Amy, it's not all about you. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, they, they've had one video. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, she's definitely the most talented person in the oh, band, so 100%. it kind of is all about her. And I, you can't, like, every... <laughs> if you told me, like, okay, I'm going to give you a room full of people in 1985 dressed like just normal, new-wavy people. Yes. And they were like, pick out the backing members of Till Tuesday <laughs> after just having watched like a series of their videos I'm not sure I could do it yeah well there's the one the, the one guy has very soft features and I was surprised like I I, I thought that he was a woman I thought until, that too until the video I did um, too so yeah anyway um this the the music video for this is really unusual I like it <laughs> um do you think that they were implying that it was like a dream in the end because yeah, like she I think so you think so it's like the Zack Attack episode of Say by the Bell. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, except good Amy analogy. Man is Zach. Yeah, which is a little weird because Amy Man's a lot cooler than Zach Morris. And it was all a dream in the end. Yes. Um, but it, again, it's like we have this high society like, oh, I'm going to go to this this large gala. But, Look at my ball but they gown. But they won't accept my Till Tuesday lifestyle. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sort of like, was Amy, did Amy Mann have a traumatic experience think, involving like an opera or a gala or something as a child? Where her parent was like, no, you have to dress up nice. She was like, no, dad, I'm wearing my leather jacket to... The Met Gala that you're taking me to for some reason at, at age 10. You know, I don't know. That is a very good question. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going on there. I don't know what. But anyway, uh, the song is fine. Odd choice it's for fine. a second single. Yeah, I put this song is fine. Those are literally there my notes go. on it. This song is fine. And if I'm So I would say that if you can name a Till Tuesday song that isn't Voices Carry, it's probably this yes. one, which is Love in a Vacuum. Yes. This, this, I was very unsurprised to read that they wanted this to be the first single. Yeah. This, this to me would have been a better first single, I think. I mean, I don't know. I, I love Voices Carry and I get it and that's a huge hit. And this is also a very good first single, but this was also like a song that they did in like 1983. That yes. They were, yeah, this was like re-released on this album. I could not Voices confirm Carrie, this, but yeah. I, I have a feeling this was probably the song that won them the contest in yes, Boston. I think it was it's a great hook it's it's a very like one of those you hear it one time you can sing it the entire rest of the song yeah the bass line is awesome yes and that to me is like the they re-recorded it i don't know if you knew this they re-recorded it for the album the single yeah. version the original one is a different they made her bass more prominent on the album version it should be yes and it works because again it's a song built around a bass riff like a lot of these yeah um, um the video, by the way, there's one moment in the video that I think is fantastic and ridiculous where she's got the picture of herself with like her head cocked to the side with like her hair, her head in her hand. Yeah. And then she just pops into frame and like does the same thing. Yes. And I'm like, oh, this was unnecessary. We did not need that <laughs> shot. But um, yeah, that made the video for me. The rest of it, I don't even remember. But I just like saw that and was like, girl, girl, you got to calm it down. Well, don't pull- Thank you. 
So we're going to talk about a couple of album cuts on Voices Carry. Um, the first one being the B-side to Voices Carry. I this is this is my second favorite song on the album behind Voices Carry. It's called Are You Serious? It starts with this great um, guitar riff and then again goes into a really nice bass driven um, rhythm. And you mentioned earlier you, you called them new like new wavy people. So what I find so interesting about this album, especially and I guess till Tuesday as a whole, they sort of exist at this really interesting intersection yes. of pop rock and like. A harder rock, almost a hair metal sound, and new wave. And this this song to me is where they get kind of the most new wave on this album. It's this one and Love in a Vacuum are are the two like really new wavy ones. Um, and I just I'm really into this song for some reason, and I I don't know why. Like it doesn't really like pop out to me as something that I like love, but Mm -hmm. it's a fine. It's like a decent of album cuts in the '80s that you can have. This is among the top because there are some real shitters on albums of the '80s. I'm sorry. Yes, there are. This is fine and it's good. The bass is insane once again. I love it. And finally, um, as I just mentioned with this this intersection of, of sounds, uh, Don't Watch Me Bleed is really where they get m- the most, I think, to the, to the hard rock side yes. of things. Um, this, like, the beginning of it almost, it sounds like it could be a Def Leppard song. Yeah, I Th- agree The way the you. guitars are mixed and just, it's, I, I, I don't know. I But I, I love this. I Again, I think they pull it off. I think they own it, and it, it works for them. I, I thought this was boring. I don't okay. know why. Like, it was fine. I get it. But, like, I... If you don't I strike me as like a, a huge like hair metal or hard rock fan. I have my though. moments, but uh, not really here. Like it has to really grab me. And this didn't really grab me. Like I found myself not being able to concentrate on it. And I tried really hard, but I started talking to the dog when I was listening to it. And I was like, nope, this one's not me. Fast forward to September of 1986 and Till Tuesday's sophomore album, Welcome Home, which peaked at number 49 in the U.S., um, led by a pretty darn good uh, lead single, What About Love, which was another top 40 hit for them. This peaked at number 26. It is not the heart song. No, it is not the heart song. Um, the music video version, unlike the album version, has this really cool like drum machine intro. Not really yeah. sure what's up with that um, or why I they like left it, it off the album version. I love it. Um And what's funny, too, about the video is that they're doing this, like, really energetic dancing, especially Amy Mann. Yes. But it doesn't match the song. To me, this is like... The dancing is, like, way too upbeat for the song. And, like, it's a good... Don't get me wrong. It's a good song, but it's a a very mid-tempo song. It does not require this kind of, like, thrashy dancing that they're doing. Like, I feel like this album and this song... It's like really a switch in sound to them where like they still kind of like Amy Mann still looks new wave. She has that haircut or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that haircut, but she still has it. And she still does that. And they're like moving like they're new wave. But this is like British sophista pop to me. That's like they've what? made oh, it interesting. Turn just like it sounds like a sophista pop song. Like hmm. if, you okay. would, if I didn't know it was till Tuesday, I'd be like, 
who the hell are these people from Sussex? I don't know. But it's like, I, I don't know. I'm, I like it, but it's, it's a real switch to me. They're taking out a lot of the edge. Now, you want to talk about taking out edge. This one removes almost all of the edge. This is a curve. Coming up close, um, which was not a top 40 hit. And that actually kind of surprises me. Surprises because me too. I would have thought this one would do better than What About Love. It's it's this late 80s, like, moody rock. And I, I think actually the issue here, I'm going to say, I think that they were a couple of years too early because... Oh, it would have been perfect in, like, 1990? Yeah, if this, if this had come out in, like... 1989, 1990, I think it would have been a, a much bigger hit. It's very like The Cure, The Smiths, The Sundays, that kind of sound yeah, to it's me. It's very soft. It's just a sweet little, it's not really a ballad, but it's like a good, like, cute, pretty song. And I love a song about longing. I love it. I really like this song. This is probably like... <laughs> love a good longing song. I love I love longing. If you write about longing where you're like, we tried, but we can't. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> I am in. So this is probably my second favorite one of them. I love this song. It really was Um, I just wanted to talk about one more album cut on uh, this Welcome Home album. Uh, that's Lover's Day. I don't know why this track stood out to me. Um, I just really liked it. I thought the twangy guitar was cool. I think it has kind of this like swagger to it that's just, it was neat. I really liked this song. I kind of like it too, but it's one of those songs where I hear, I'm like, I like this, but I just want it to go a little harder. I felt okay, like it would have yeah. been such a good song for them to like kind of put that edge back in. I think it would have really worked. But I mean, I really I do like see the that. song. Like if they just wanted to re-record it and mix it a little differently, I would be in her. Till Tuesday's final album comes out in November of 1988. It's called Everything's Different Now. And boy, was it. Number 124 in the U.S. is where this peaks. Even Amy's hair. (laughs) Yeah, even Amy's hair. Um, that that should have been that would have been a really that, that would have been a very Till Tuesday album title <laughs> if they had just called Amy's it Amy's hair. even Amy's hair. <laughs> that Actually, good. that sounds like a late '80s college rock band, doesn't it? Even Amy's that. hair. <laughs> even Amy's hair. Um, so the lead singer is called Believed You Were Lucky, um, peaking just inside the Hot 100 at number 95. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I want you to to, How did to that walk hit the with Hot 100? me. I I have a theory. This song reminded me of Fleetwood Mac. Interesting. I, about okay. my third listen to it, I was like, what is this reminding me of? And then it hit me. I was like, this sounds like a Fleetwood Mac song. Uh, yeah. I, I don't 
hate that comparison. Yeah, I, I, that's that's the best comparison I could Fleetwood come up Mac with. Fleetwood Mac was kind of killing it right then. That might be. It. They are, and just like on the on the subject of Fleetwood Mac, I'm going to bring them up for a moment <laughs> because we're never going to talk about them on the show otherwise. Oh, I will now. I love Fleetwood. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like. I, I love think, the F Mac. I think that Fleetwood Mac may have the most wide ranging fan base of any yes. of any act in music. Yeah. Every time they come to town and they they're still touring and like they come to town every few they years. They were just and, here like two days ago. And every time they're here, the variety of people that I see posting about, oh, I'm going to see Fleetwood Mac and just all these different kinds of people and different kind like, you know, eras and even just like specific taste within those eras. Mm-hmm. Like all these people love Fleetwood Mac and it just cracks me up. And I think up, it's so. because what I like about Fleetwood Mac is they have a song for everything in like their years of being <laughs> that could out. Be it. Like I think that's what it is. You have a song for every single mood and every single something. So if you can attach to you, if you attached all of them, congratulations. I if guess. you can attach to just one, <laughs> then there you go. There you go. Anyway. Oh, in the world, did we start talking about Fleetwood Mac? Oh, yeah, because I compared this song to a Fleetwood Mac song. That's how. Lindsay Buckingham rules or worlds. Um, no, but this is, you can, this is too folky for me. It's too folky. You can tell where Amy Mann is going to go later. I feel like this is Amy being like, here's the 90s for me, guys. Enjoy it. I didn't. Could be you just never felt that way. I wish you And one last single off of this album called Rip in Heaven, um, which I really wanted to be titled R.I.P. in Heaven. But um, that's what I thought it was. And I was like, oh, my God, is this like R.I.P. in pieces? No, yeah. <laughs> like before it was Mimi? No, it's literally like talking about finding a rip in yeah, heaven. Um, the, the music video for this or the only video you can find of it is them performing it on, uh, was it Letterman? I think it was Letterman. Yeah, it was Letterman. Um, which is super interesting. You know, yeah. Letterman, he, God, he was such a total dweebazoid. Yes. Always how he had to pretend like he knew who the hell these people were coming on a show. <laughs> Very talented band coming now till Tuesday. It's like, Dave, <laughs> you've never heard of them. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> this, again, this is fine. Um, I, if, if they had managed to match the sound of coming up close from the last album, here and yes. I, I think they missed the mark just a little bit. I really think they they would have had a shot at another hit with this song. Amy is a hell of a bassist again. That I'm just oh yeah yes like her me, her like, bass playing is the one that is that is the one unwavering thing about all Till Tuesday what music. What I really like see I don't care about this song. I was totally bored the whole time, but I wasn't as bored as normal because I'm just like watching her kill it on bass. I'm like this is so awesome. And also I think that Jimmy Fallon does the same thing. As Dave, David Letterman, except he pretends that he loves every single band that performs on his show. He's like, I love this album. Let's do it all the time. No, you don't, Jimmy Fallon. Anyway, continue. A future where both of us can And 
And that was the end of Till Tuesday. They broke up shortly um, after this album came out and went their uh, went their own ways. Um, Joey Pesci, who we've, we've decided that's how we pronounce his name, um, he only has three non-Till Tuesday credits since 1989 that I could find, so I have no idea what he's up to he's now. He's an accountant. Um, Robert Holmes is apparently still a guitarist, and he has a very, very flowery Wikipedia page. Remember back, it reminded me of Starpoint. Remember how oh, yeah. very obviously someone from yes. Starpoint wrote their Wikipedia <laughs> page, and there has been no attempt to make it, you know, actually... Good enough. Journalistically sound. Yeah. Check out Robert Holmes's Wikipedia page if you want a very funny laugh. Um, Michael Hausman, the drummer. So he entered management after yes. leaving Till Tuesday, and that became his thing. And he, along with Amy and her husband, Michael Penn, who I don't think they're still married. They got married at the at the time. I meant but to I don't, look, but I don't know. I don't, I can't I don't tell. think they are still I don't married. Like, can, I didn't see anything that said check. that they weren't married. We have the technology. We're going to check we and see. <laughs> We're going to check and see if Amy Mann and uh and, and Sean, Sean Penn's brother. little brother are still married. Um Amy Man Pen. I hope that she would hyphenate it. Man Pen. <laughs> Amy Man Pen. Um, they got married in 1997, um, and I do not see any evidence that they have broken yeah, up. Yeah, I so didn't see any either. We'll but we'll say that they're probably they they may be still together. We don't know. We're gonna we're just gonna have to put question mark. But what we do know about them for sure is that together, Amy Mann and Michael Penn and Michael Hausman, the two Michaels of her life, founded something called United Musicians, which is a very important and interesting organization that was involved with taking a lot of power away from the record labels, or that's yeah. the idea anyway, taking the power away from the record label and making sure that artists retain copyrights to their own stuff. It's a very, very interesting and cool idea. And a lot of Amy's subsequent albums have been released through this uh, United Musicians. Um, cool. And there are a lot of other musicians um, who are who have since become involved with this project. But that's where it started. It was uh, Amy and um, Michael Penn and uh, Michael Hausman. So the genesis of that was Till Tuesday. So there you go. If uh, you're Very a musician cool. who owns the copyrights to your own music, you might have Till Tuesday to thank for it. Yes. Don't hush hush. Um, that's say right. thank you. That's right. <laughs> Speak up. <laughs> say thank you. Voices carry. Um Amy, of course, has gone on to a very illustrious solo career. She is widely regarded as a brilliant songwriter, mm -hmm. and uh, she's she's just had great success in a solo career and um, has a, a massive following. And her hair is normal now. <laughs> yes, her hair. She's just, but she's still just the most adorable person. She is. She's aged very well. You know, well. I really. I always every time I see her, I'm like, Good lord, you look the same. I always How? hate talking about physical appearance, even know, in a, even in a positive way. But I just I have to say that Amy Mann is the most adorable. Like yes. she was adorable until. Tuesday she's still adorable now you just you just like you just seem like the most pleasant and wonderful and nice and cool person um unless you try to shut her up that's right because she will not Don't shut tell up. her to hush hush that's right she gonna, she gonna write um, about it and worth noting um she has it seems recently uh reintegrated voices carry into her live sets she yes. says if you if you find um, I found a couple of current performances beginning like early last year and she'll say that she started performing it again because she couldn't go to the women's march so that was her salute to the oh, Women's March. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. Um, I was like, that's a weird reaction, <laughs> but that doesn't make sense. So yes, she is performing Voices Carry live again. And I really again. like her little version. It sounds yeah, really yeah. good. I didn't expect to, um, and, and you, I did. You will see um, one of those if you would like to mm -hmm. see it on our website, which is offbeattrackscast.com. Yes, and if you want to tweet us about um, the Penn Brothers or Amy Mann or any other Fleetwood Mac, hell, we've covered it all today. Uh, we are on Twitter at Offbeat Tracks. Yes, and you can also listen to all of our old episodes on our website. So check it out. Mm -hmm.